Hello everyone, I'm Joe Chamis. And I'm Tristan Irvin. And this is Screens and Streams. Hello everybody and welcome to Screens and Streams. The podcast all about the things you see on your screen. And the things that you stream. Thank you, Tristan. And a happy anniversary to us, and a happy birthday to you. (laughs) Ah, geez. Nothing like letting the viewers know how long it's been (laughs) since we recorded this, and then I actually got to editing it. So, for the record, it is August 3rd, Yeah. and when you see this on September 3rd, you know it's been a month. Sorry, I outed us a little bit there. But um, it is uh, Tristan's birthday, and it's also our 20th episode. So that's pretty uh, pretty impressive. Woo, full we're, adulthood. We're, we're full adults now. We always got to make the age joke, don't we? Um, I mean, I mean, yes. Yeah, it's one of those things. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so uh, the when last we left you, faithful podcast listeners, we talked about the very divisive Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time that we had uh, devoted an entire episode to one single show. We are back to regular format um, today, and we will be discussing... That is a truck outside. We, <laughs> we will be discussing um, uh, two shows, uh, starting with the Netflix original Easy, um, which is something we've covered on the podcast before, and it's... This I think is, it's another Screens and Streams original, isn't it? It's kind of like... Uh, yeah, it's one that Kimmy we... Kimmy Schmidt, right? We, like, yeah, we guess we did all three seasons of it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we will have done all three seasons after yeah. today's episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that was the third and final season of Easy, so we'll be covering that, uh, taking a look at the third season, and maybe just discussing our thoughts on the series as a whole. And um, we will also be covering the HBO original Barry, um, starring Bill Hader, which was fantastic. Yes, uh, and, and it was it was kind of like the breakout almost for him, right? Like kind yeah, of yeah, really project. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's been around for a while. Yeah, he's yeah, done yeah. all sorts of movies, and he you know he's on SNL for for all that time. But yeah, this is like um, his first. I, as far to my knowledge, his first really big starring role. Yeah, and I, he's got a lot of, uh, I, I, in terms of like production, directing, writing, he's got one of those roles on the show. I know yeah. he's he's got his hands pretty deep in everywhere. It. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited to talk about that. But we'll get the conversation started with Easy. Oh, Easy, following the Netflix tradition of three seasons. Mm-hmm. And done. I think we were talking about that last. Was it last time? I forget. Forget exactly what series it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. We we're referencing Easy or something. But the fact was that it? It might have been. Was it Kimmy Schmidt? Was Kimmy Schmidt three or four? No, Kimmy Schmidt was like five. Was it? Okay. Wow. I. Yeah. I, I'm clearly uh, losing the plot a little bit, but um, yeah, anyways, I do remember but, having that conversation. Yeah. But, um. So yeah. Easy season three. The um, uh, I guess for the uninitiated, easy is. Um, I mean, we always sort. I think our format when we discuss these shows is we usually sort of jump around and talk about different things. This is a series that really warrants that because of its format. It is absolutely the uh, anthological um, 
yeah, sort of format of each episode is a self-contained story, and the stories sort of intertwine here and there. And um, there was some actual, actually, like pretty interesting stuff in terms of the stories converging in this season. But um, we we started and we we revisited um, throughout the series a lot of uh, throughout the season a lot of uh, relationships and a lot of stories that we'd seen in previous seasons yeah i i don't think we ever did we get any new we did we got one one uh and it was let me see if i can uh find the name of the episode here um it was the one where the, the it was those guys that were selling toys on the on the street oh yes 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 yeah uh, no, number one seller i think yeah. Yes, that that's right. That's yeah, episode right. seven, and that was a and that was really interesting because that was a brand new, completely self-contained story, um, and and there wasn't like a romantic relationship involved. No, in that either. There, was there, there wasn't. I mean, there was. I mean, he, you know, he like goes into he he was with the club. I don't know. I don't know if he was at the club or at the strip club. I know he has like right um, yeah yes. he basically just has sex with a stripper in like a right. bathroom or something like yes, that yes. but that wasn't like the core of no the no story, not right? at all the it core was... of it was him spending all of his money and then sort of realizing his mistake and then trying to make up for it and 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 a little bit with the uh relationship with his friend you with know his friend yeah trying to cool. get him yeah trying to get him to <laughs> yeah. sell the stuff yeah, yeah 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 it was an interesting episode um i felt I felt like, um, I mean, that's as good a place to start as any. I felt like yeah. that was, um, it, there was something inherently different about that episode from every other one that we've seen. And it's interesting that you pointed out the first thing is that, yeah, there wasn't really a much of a romantic relationship highlighted. And that does, that that is a through line for the series. Absolutely. The series is at its core about love and sex. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah, there wasn't really uh you know, a whole lot of that. But of course, aside from him, you know, we were having sex with the stripper, but I think that was more to show like, you know, he he was so successful this day on, you know, on today as a street vendor, but then he went and he squandered all of his money on, you know, on the club and drinks and bottles and strippers and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, there there was something very different about that episode, um, but it, it at the same time it still felt very much like an episode of Easy, to me. Yes, I don't know if you it, it, it get did, my meaning. Yes. Yeah, it had the rhythm, right? It had the rhythm of it. The yeah. Rhythm, yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, but yeah, aside from that, we saw. Uh, I think we started the season with the same couple that we started either the first or the second season with um i think it was, i think it was the the or first, both even i know i know that episode the one season, season one was the fucking study yes which we we talked about and it was with these two and and it was, you know yeah. we've watched them over the course of the first two seasons open up their relationship mm-hmm. and um and then um yeah sort of uh we start to see how that I guess, quote unquote, concludes or, yeah, or bubbles up to the surface. Yeah. Um, And we sort of start to see it, I guess, with the first episode of of this one where, um, you know, they're we know they're in the open marriage. Yeah. um, But, uh, you know, and it was Andy's idea to have the open marriage. But at this point, Kyle is sort of really, you know, seeing... He's, he's seen other people maybe more than she is, but then this old friend, mutual friend of theirs, sort of comes into the picture. Yeah. 
and uh, some tension arises. <laughs> some tension arises. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean, it was it was interesting uh, to sort of. I mean, like with a series like this, we want to see the conclusion of a lot of these stories. Yeah, because we've been following them through. Yeah, exactly. And we started seeing a pattern of like, okay, this story is getting two episodes this season as opposed to one. And like yeah. this, another one with Andy and Kyle, I think got two episodes in this season. They did. Yeah. And they were very present. I think they for were a, very present. So that's, that's the thing. Cause yeah. I was like, are we not going to see what happens next? And then we sort of get a semi conclusion in not their episode. Yeah. But in like the episode with the, the beer brothers, I think or with the movie or, or one. No, one it was the TV show. She's back. Yes, they, yes, they, sorry. That, they yes, show up that's in that the one. one. That's the one. Right, because he's like Kyle is sort of, you know, in his relationship in with the, the actress. Theory, yeah, yeah, the theater thing. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Which is uh, it's so interesting how everything sort of connects. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's a unique series to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think you'll agree with me on this. Um, there was the episode. I forget the name of it. Uh, in season two, uh, with the Spanish couple. That was, was season one, wasn't it? Was that season one? I'm pretty oh sure. Oh my god! Yeah. So it's all running together. Um, but uh, obviously there was like it, it's a similar situation. An old friend was, comes back into town, and um, it was episode four, I think. And season uh, one. Yeah, and adultery is committed. <laughs> and yes. Then, and. Then, and um, because we've been seeing, you know, this, you know, stories that sort of end up being a little bit open-ended, but then you're like, okay, well, what are they going to do next? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get another episode this season with this same, following this same through line, or maybe we'll get another episode next season. Nope. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that's exactly my point. Um, We didn't, we didn't see what happened next there. And I was curious to see what happened next with that one. Um, yeah, and I think for me, the, the episode that maybe I would have liked to have seen more of is from the second season, which is the first episode in the second season, Package Thief. You read my mind. Yep. That's the other one that I was like, yep. we didn't, we never got to like, and, and I think it's another one where we had, like, there was that through line of like maybe a character. There was maybe yeah, one showed up and by, by proxy type thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just like, but but that's really you know that's the nature of an anthological series like this is yeah you know you're you're going to get um you're going to get closure on uh, you know whatever the producer or director or whatever deems worthy of uh closure or worthy of continuing um this you know the the storyline where the that are worthy of continuing and we certainly saw a lot of that yeah um so obviously the beer, the beer brothers there were uh, present in all three seasons, and um, they were. They got that some... was the other kind of there. I guess there was kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but there was kind of three, right? There was Andy and Kyle, yeah, with the the whole marriage, the open relationship, yep, yeah. open relationship, open marriage, yeah. yeah, yep, the brewery brothers, brewery brothers, and kind of the business and then their relationships yeah and then the relationships of their wives doing the sort of mm-hmm. that was integrated and yeah. they're doing this the, using the spent grain to make the dog treats and all that stuff yeah and then there was mark Marin being and then mark there, was, Mar- there was the mark, mark Marin. <laughs> there, there was the mark Marin being mark Marin. 
and, and the, there was one more. There was the, um, the oh, two yes. girls. Um, um, yeah, like the the one who was a I guess there was a babysitter in the first season, and uh, she sort of um, I guess discovers her. Well, she does the the threesome with. Um... Oh, so, so I think there's more than we thought because yeah. I'm thinking of another one. Oh, um, but yeah, you're thinking of there's Kate Micucci's character yes. where yeah, and she was yeah she she ends up in the threesome with I think it was like Orlando Bloom and yes. Alan Ackerman who who were in that first season. Which <laughs> That's is, right. Um, and um, and then yeah, we we got a little bit of her sort of I guess trying to find love. Mm-hmm. Um. In, in that sort of continued into this season, but I was thinking there was also um, there's also the uh, the lesbian couple, right? Okay, yeah, so and fly. and they had an interesting uh, conclusion to their yes. to their story. Yes, you talk about like the open endedness, and that's another thing. Like it's like it it wasn't necessarily a quote unquote satisfying conclusion for them, but um, I I think about where that relationship in that episode started and then where they ended up because she was sort of like this fumbling um you know clumsy sort of girl who like meets this girl that she's into and this girl that she's into is like and you know i'm I'm talking now first season yeah yeah all right and she meets this girl that she's into and she's like oh i'm a vegan and i'm a feminist and i'm this and now she's just like oh yeah me too i'm all of those (laughs) things and she sort of puts on this front and um you know like and and it was a really cute love story that first episode with the two of them was so endearing and as we start to revisit them you know, season after season, episode after episode, whenever they turn up, you see the balance between them shifting. Shift. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, she's sort of, yeah, she's sort of like the, uh, you know, she sort of starts to become the more mature one because, you know, like, uh, her very, you know, feminist girlfriend who sort of converted her is now worried when she's out there, you know, doing the burlesque show and she you know like showing off her body and stuff like that and um and then we just saw the whole thing sort of come full circle this time around because now again the maturity shifts back where you know like they sort of end up on two separate paths and you know maybe one of them is going to pursue someone else and then she comes back to the apartment only to find that you know everything's been sort of rearranged back to how it was it's just like no no we're not we're not breaking up we're staying together and it's like but they don't necessarily seem to agree on what they want to do next (laughs) and that's sort of where it ends and i thought that was interesting because i think what what um joe swanberg uh wanted to do um with these characters at least the ones that we saw appear consistently throughout the series yeah is sort of make you think about that a little bit like what was the first time we encountered these characters and then where did we end up think about the whole andy and kyle thing kyle opposed to opening up the relationship at first and then flash forward to kyle's really down with this whole open marriage thing and andy is not not having it so much no yeah so it's just it's really interesting how all the stories sort of concluded i guess yeah for for better or for worse yeah and i think too you know you really kind of this third season has really kind of allowed um 
you know, very much kind of a deeper dive into kind of the original characters and their original motivations and and what, you know, they were really kind of thinking when the, when these decisions were made, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really kind of interesting how, uh-huh. how that got structured. For sure. Um, and the, there was... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just going to talk about... There was actually, I think, another episode in this season that wasn't related to a previous one. Oh, okay. Did I uh, speak earlier? Uh, yeah. Uh, Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> well, I just kind of realized it myself, but it was the one uh, Private Eyes with the... Uh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. my God. How yeah, could I forget? Yeah. That episode was so with good. the BDSM party. And, yes. Yeah. All that kind of crazy shenanigans. Yeah. And, and, and it's weird because, like, you go back to talking about the other episode that was sort of, you know, yeah. this like proxy like dropped in there, and we talk about like, yeah, it didn't quite feel like an episode of, you know, I mean, it felt like an episode of Easy, but there wasn't that romantic relationship through line. So this one, you could argue, has a similar feel. Yeah, but um, you always sort of thought that his assigned partner to sort of go in and explore this thing yeah, was like, it's like, Oh, there's maybe there's some chemistry tension there. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, that's not the case. He's just there doing his job, yeah. but, you know, but he, he kind of gets a taste of this world and we see him later on like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go and try to date that, you know, that, <laughs> that mistress that we met at who was hosting the party. I was like, what on earth? That was a really interesting one. That very much felt like an episode of Easy. Like, yes, it did. Like, I don't want to say that the other one felt out of place, but this one sort of felt more at home. Yes. In terms of being yes. another single standing story that's sort of not related to anything else in the series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was certainly weird. Oh, man. There, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. And, and I always go back to thinking about the fact that uh, so much of this show is led by improv improvisation right yeah that's what kind of like it's one of those things that if you think about it while you're watching it's a really sort of fun fun thought exercise we're just like <laughs> how did they come about some of this stuff just by you know just by playing and sort mm-hmm. of like, like doing yeah. dialogue off the top of their heads because some of it especially in that episode was genuinely funny yeah that was probably one of the funnier episodes, um, you know, of this show that's, you know, I, I would I would say it's drama first, relationship drama first above yes. everything, maybe with a little bit of comedy peppered in here and there. This episode certainly just because of, I guess, <laughs> that main character. Yeah. Um, being a little eccentric. Being a little eccentric had some some funnier moments for sure. Um, but yeah. No, um, uh, we, we saw again going back to Mr. Marin. Yes. Um, doing his Mark Marin thing. So, I, this... so correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that one probably had the most kind of satisfying yeah. ending out I, of so all, all of them. I agree because what I had in my head was there was the other character, um, and she sort of appeared in a few episodes. Yeah, between she, season one and two, she wasn't just in the Mark Marin episodes, right? Necessarily, yes. um, but she wasn't. She wasn't like a main presence in the other ones. She was. She wasn't a main presence. But having said that, anytime she and um, 
and uh, Mark Maron, Jacob's character, um, appeared at the same, uh, at the same sort of, like in the same, I guess, scene. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt the tension there. Like there's something, like these two have some history or whatever. Like I, it seems like there's some romantic tension. And then we finally got to, I felt like me personally, I'm like, we finally got to explore that in, in this season. Yeah. Um, but not before uh, Melanie, Melanie Linsky's character, Beth, who's writing this sort of unflattering thing about <laughs> him as an author. Yeah. And he sort of confronts her about it in that coffee shop. And then that was another one of those scenes. And we've talked about this before. Absolutely. Where it's a good long chunk of the episode which is just a conversation in a coffee shop between two characters. Yeah. And it's one of the few theories I feel like it can get away with that because of a, the whole improv improvisational aspect and the fact that, um, yeah, it, it, the subject matter and, and the fact that there is this sort of dynamic relationship happening between the two characters. And I don't know if we said this about this particular series. I think we might've, but it, it's, Oh, we said this about, Kimmy Schmidt, actually. Yes. But now I'm saying it about this show. <laughs> this episode in particular, very much a product of the climate around it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just everything that's happening in the world with, you know, the Me feminist Too movement, movement and the yeah. Me Too movement. Um, and, uh, and it was an interesting take on that because you see Jacob sort of, he starts out really contentious and over time, this conversation, which is, you know, that's the nature of having a long conversation like this. And sort of the reason for it is you get time for the two parties to gradually come to some sort of agreement or yeah. some sort of, you know. And, it, and it's kind of interesting. Like, I think what's really kind of cool about this show is mm -hmm. it really gives that time mm -hmm. to kind of see, uh, you know, the two the two people, the, the two sides, mm -hmm. and you see the two sides and you see them slowly like work out their mm -hmm. issues, right? And you see the the revelations yeah. and the kind of the moments of where, you know, they change their minds about yeah. certain things. And I think that's really cool because, you know, a lot of TV, a lot of movies, they don't really necessarily give a lot of time to that, right? No, no. It might be a situation where someone says something and then, you know, they go away and come back or realize that the other person's right. But it's not present on screen you don't really feel right. that yeah and this show i mean this episode and then i think also the 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 final andy and kyle mm -hmm. episode i think Big both time. both were majority one conversation in a coffee shop coffee shop slash bar mm -hmm. and you could see them going through the thought processes and the, and the whole conversation and that, that really makes the show kind of different and or it is, that is what makes a show different, right? Is to give is giving that time. Though, mm -hmm. so, I no. must admit, I definitely kind of pulled out my phone a few times during that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, it didn't. It was one of those things where I was listening, but I didn't have to be looking because right the, the but, act, yeah the, the nature of it is you you know what it looks it's like this conversation it's two camera shot and they're cutting back and forth whatever yeah yeah so um I check my phone yeah it was very much um yeah but going back to that whole uh seeing the long conversation pan out yeah like you mentioned yeah that final sort of confrontation between andy and kyle in the bar where they just sort of run into each other and they're like 
trying to figure out what their relationship is and what it's going to be going yeah. forward. Yeah. And it's a really powerful uh, sort of, I guess, back and forth. And it's another instance of the show where I'm just like, this is improvised. Like a lot of this is improvised. And that's like, I think on one hand, I'm like, how, how difficult is it to get to that place? And on the other hand is, does it make it a little bit easier to get to that place? Because, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. Meander. In terms of, and, yeah. Yeah. In terms of like an acting process. But yeah, it's like that. Exactly. That's all sort of like meandering and waiting to get to the point. It's all sort of part of the tension. And that's how a real conversation uh, sounds a lot of times, especially yeah. a conversation as weighty as that. Um, so, yeah. No, it was a really interestingly put together. Um, uh, and, I, you know, I, I would have liked to sort of see a bit more like I would, you know, I, I wouldn't have yeah. did a fourth season to sort of <laughs> see how some of these things conclude, but I'm pretty satisfied with, even though all, not all the endings were necessarily satisfying. Right. I'm pretty satisfied with how it all came together. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and that's the show, right? Like you're, it's, it's very based in kind of reality mm-hmm. and real relationships and things. And you know, that doesn't always, it's not, doesn't always work out right yeah so you're not always going to be satisfied with the conclusion but Mm -hmm. you know it it brought itself to a good place where you know you could see like the the storylines that we wanted to kind of see wrapped up and and brought to a conclusion we did right yeah Yeah. Yeah. absolutely um so yeah that was easy um (laughs) it did it did not mean for that to come out that way but yeah that i meant to say that was easy the show but uh that was easy um so well, yeah shall we move on to Barry? Let's move on to let's move on to Barry. A <laughs> uh, very different show. Yes. Um wow. So also maybe had some relationship context. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really really does. Um so I had my only sort of knowledge of this show was that it was a show centering around a assassin or hitman right who wants to leave that life behind to become an actor that was my sort of one sentence synopsis of the show going yep. into it and that is it's 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 accurate yeah it's accurate but I, when you sit down and watch the show that doesn't seem to that one sentence doesn't seem to do it justice for me personally like i, I was like they it is a multi-layered onion show yeah and i was really like because and again sort of more general here but it's led we were talking about this a little bit uh in the beginning it's led by bill Hader, mm-hmm. who i have always known as a comedy actor and the show for i'm gonna say maybe the first two to three episodes yes he's an assassin yes he's killing people but it was to me a comedy yeah and there was a shift somewhere in there like (laughs) early on in the first season and then those shifts turn into like gut punches that just sort of hit you yeah out of nowhere uh-huh. in li- you know in parts of the season and the series as it progresses 
And that, to me, was one of the most interesting parts of the show. Yeah, it really does kind of take an interesting turn. It pitches itself as a, as a comedy, as a, it's a comedic concept, right? Yeah. Assassin wants to become an actor. Yeah, it's and almost, is terrible at it at and, first. Yeah, <laughs> terrible, and, and just terrible actor. And, um, and then, yeah, it just very quickly makes that turn into... Yes, this is actually a 22-minute drama with, you know, some comedy bits in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a drama, basically. Yeah, because there's a lot of sort of tension. Um, and real consequences for actions. Real, real consequences. <laughs> like death. Yeah. Death consequences. Oh, my God. Um, Gravest injuries. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I, I very much enjoyed, um, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's funny because we were discussing like what what we should uh, talk about first, and I'm just like, well, let's talk about Easy first because I don't know if that one's as fresh in my mind. I just finished. I literally just finished watching Barry yesterday. Yeah, and just thinking about the series as a whole, I'm just like, what can I say about it really? Because it's just so. Uh, it's one of those ones that really, it really hit me. And I'm trying to think of like, how, if we want to like jump into it. I mean, you know, we did, we've kind of shied away from doing the episode by episode thing. And if we right. do that for two seasons of a show, it's going to, we're going to be here for another two hours. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, I mean like just more generally, uh, I guess one of the first things that I find interesting that sort of comes to mind is his Barry's relationship with Sally. Yes. And how that sort of shifts and how Be- it kind of travels through the, the seasons, yeah. Yeah, because at first, I want to say for most of the first season, I really didn't like Sally. <laughs> no, I mean she did not come across as a and and, and well, I don't let's be honest, like you know, I don't know if there are too many real likable characters yeah. in, in this show. Like even Barry himself is yeah. not He's not perfect. Uh, no. <laughs> and, and and I think But you still root for him, which is yes, I find interesting. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a protagonist. Yeah, you want him to you want him to do well. But it yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of that, you know, T V trend, right? Like there's just no one in that in the show that you can really a hundred percent like, mm-hmm. and everyone has this kind of side that to them that's you know maybe not quite all <laughs> uh, sunshine, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously Barry's a pretty good example where you know he's you know, pretending to be an actor or whatever this you know this great guy, and he was like, well, no, he's just killed a bunch of people. Um, but even like uh, that cop in the second season where you think he's going to arrest Barry and then yeah. instead oh he's like, God. instead he's like, uh, actually, can you just go kill this guy who's yeah. dating my ex-wife? Yeah. 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 Just like, yeah. Go kill him. And all of this goes away. And of course, Barry's reaction says it all. So <laughs> what? And the episode just ends. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Everyone is, and, and it's it's interesting that you said that it's sort of like the TV trend now of like, there's many unlikable characters or characters that, you know, we like, but they're not perfect. You know, they're not yes. the perfect protagonist. And, and again, speaking more generally, there's a lot of, I think that really is a trend now where oftentimes we're not seeing protagonists who are, 
um, you know, who have that sort of like they're not the golden standard. The of golden people. standard, the you know, the charismatic, like never done anything wrong, golden boy or girl type thing. It's yeah, it, it's very. It's it's very sort of like it's the as gray as a gray area can be, um, which I think, and I think that can be executed really well. Mm-hmm. And I think in the case of Barry, it is, and I think it can also be executed poorly. Yeah, we've talked about shows before where like, and I don't want to throw anything under the bus, like like, and this is a different uh, example entirely, but something like Friends from College, which I think we both enjoyed, yeah. but I'm just like, these characters are, for the most part, despicable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're really bad human beings. But um, but then there's something like, um, you know, but you, you want to, it's, I'm still very much enjoying it, but I'm finding it a little bit difficult to root for any one particular character right whereas barry i'm just like this guy has some issues he has killed a lot of people he's got issues with anger he's done some pretty messed up things in his life but i i'm still rooting for him i'm still rooting for him the entire time just like you know and i think i think bill Hader sort of does this really great nuanced sort of thing that it's almost like I can't imagine anyone else pulling it off the same way. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah. you're yeah, yeah. just like, you're, you're, you've done these awful, awful things, but like, he's just too likable. There's like, he manages to put innocence, yes. like childlike innocence into this character who is for all intents and purposes, a, a trained killing machine. Right. Yeah. Um, and so th- that was, that's a really interesting thing about this show for me. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, yeah, it was like what you're saying with about Barry himself. Like, yeah, he's this trained killing machine, but yeah, there's this aspect of him that just is um, childlike almost. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he's, you know, he slowly realizes, oh, the, yeah, what I'm doing isn't actually that great of a thing. Yeah. And uh, maybe I should stop doing it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, look, an acting class. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'll just get to go do this instead. Mm-hmm. And and I think the funny thing, uh, you know, that kind of more points to that, too, is the fact, like, you know, he felt he could just say, nope, I'm going to stop doing it. And it wouldn't really catch up with him, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and obviously that's not the case, uh, especially with, um, uh, I guess, his handler would be be the one where monroe fuchs yes fuchs 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 another interesting character (laughs) yes and uh when he finds out barry's not assassinating anymore Mm -hmm. he kind of freaks out and 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 that ends up i think kind of causing a lot of the trouble down the line and their relationship their relationship takes some interesting turns too even in the course of two seasons there's a lot of ebbs and flows there where they sort of like they start off friends become enemies yeah you know come back together and then become enemies again and you know it's just like and it's a very like contentious like up and down where it's just like maybe barry misses fuchs but fuchs is pissed or maybe fuchs really misses barry and wants you know him to wants their friendship to endure but barry wants nothing to do with him and then by the end there is, you know, basically the, the last that last episode, season two, says it all. There is some white hot hatred there. <laughs> yes, um, and it's it's interesting. It's because um, of Barry sort of developed this father son relationship with Gene Cousineau, the acting teacher, 
uh, played by Henry Winkler, which is awesome, and <laughs> yes. he's so great in this. Um, and um, it, and just kind of a, a, a kind of a favorite moment in that when um, Barry tells uh, the the story yeah. <laughs> of his, of the motion. You should never, never tell, tell anyone, anyone that ever <laughs> again. And and I love how he's so adamant that like it you know that he never barry never tells that story don't speak to anyone about it ever again but constantly reminds him of it <laughs> yes he's like right because of that time that you killed someone and got away with it like, yeah can you please stop saying that uh, <laughs> <laughs> little does he know it's exactly it's a yeah. little more than one person it's a little more than one person um yeah little does he know until uh, by the looks of it the way this last season ends um it's interesting to see what going forward um and you knew part of i mean i don't know for me there's that really sort of dramatic scene again you know talk about like something starting out comedic and taking a real hard turn where fuchs has got kuzino with him and he opens up the trunk that they find in the forest uh, the forest with janice's body in it and you see fuchs whisper something into kuzino's ear and walk away but you don't hear it and as soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it's like, my, my guess is that he told him that Barry is involved in this somehow. And, of course, you sort of get that revelation towards the very, very end of, of the second season that, yes, indeed, uh, Fuchs told Gene Barry Bergman did this and walks off. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the next season. But really quickly going back, um, yeah, it, that's an interesting dynamic for the reason that there is this weird father-son yes, dynamic is. that kind of developed between Barry and, and Gene Cousineau. And the reason that Barry is turning back to being a killing machine <laughs> is because he's protective of his new life that sort of, you know, lets him contain himself <laughs> and not do that. Yeah. So there's a real weird Catch-22 situation where... You know, the entire time in season two, he's struggling. You see him every time he's about to kill someone in season two. He sort of struggles with it. He stops. And then that last episode, he just goes in to that Chechen base and just shoots everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of his, his anger. And it's just like, that's part of the thing there. It's just like, I know what he's doing is wrong but he's doing it to defend someone yeah. who he's grown to love and have this relationship with. But he also happened to kill that person's girlfriend in cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of contentious feelings well, happening here. And I think that goes to the point. Like he killed her. He killed, yeah. He killed Janice. He killed Janice because she was about to reveal the truth exactly. about him. And he was protecting, he's protecting the truth, truth at all costs. Yeah that's barry's line you start to learn like you know barry is at a point now where will he never kill again no probably not i think he's going to kill some more um but it seems like he's he went from i'm a gun for hire to i'm going to kill when i'm threatened yeah or when the truth is truth is threatened and you know there's there's no story here if the truth doesn't keep getting threatened um you know to be revealed and stuff like that but i think the direction that they're sort of going is 
you know, we're let's how far can we eve Barry into and away from killing? Yes, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting because there's always like it's like let's tie up the loose ends and then leave just one dangling. Yeah, and that was very much the ending of season one was like that, and now with the ending of season two, you know, um, Fuchs is Fuchs is, it has survived. And, um, and Jean more than likely knows or realizes that Barry is tied up in this. Yes. Yes. So I just want to take a moment because I, I think this is worth noting, um, that the second season, uh, contains almost one of my favorite episodes of television, which was, uh, episode five or 13. No, episode five of season two mm-hmm. called Ronnie and Lily, where uh, Barry goes to kill the, or n- not kill, but kidnap the ex-lover, and it turns out he's a Taekwondo master. Oh, my God. And that whole situation and just the absurdity and the craziness of that episode so that took i really it was hilarious and then going back to like at the end of the day this is so this to me is we see like again like i go back to the the first thing i said bill Hader to me he's this comedy guy he started out on snl he's you know you know he was the one of the cops in super bad with seth rogan like this that's the bill Hader that i know and then we know that he's got some he's got his hands in a lot of stuff on the show as a producer, as a director, as a writer, or whatever. And he's making this really interesting, nuanced thing where there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of like sort of uh, you know, philosophical questions about like, you know, defending the truth, killing or, you know, killing whether, you know, what's justified, what's not justified. To me, that was Bill Hader's SNL, I'm a goofy guy side coming out. He was just like, what if we just had a really extended fight scene where Barry gets the ever-living shit kicked out of him by a Taekwondo master? And then his crazy daughter ends up being Chasing like, a, him around the like, a, like a feral cat who knows Taekwondo. Like that was, and it took me out of it. It took me way out of it for that entire episode, but at the same time, I was just like, it's too goddamn entertaining. Like that that whole episode was just, yeah, like this mini kind of tangent. It, it off, was. And 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 it kind of it was interesting. Like that the first like five minutes and the last five minutes reminded you of what story you were mm-hmm. in. But but the 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 remaining fifteen were mm-hmm. just like chaos. Chaos. And just uh almost absurdity. Yeah. And because it was such a tangent, part of me is like d- does it matter that lily survived like the kid is still out there the crazy feral cat taekwondo yeah. kid i'm just like does that matter or was this really tangential to the point where they're just like she's just gonna fuck off somewhere and you'll never hear from her again you know or is it gonna be a thing the where like comes back where like season four or five comes around and they're just like oh that kid is back and she still knows what went down <laughs> 
Well, I feel like that would almost run into another tangent episode, right? Oh my like, God. like they could just she comes back, and then you just know it's gonna get crazy <laughs> absurd for like thirty minutes. It was insane. It was complete insanity that episode. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. To me, that was really like, I think, and I think what the show was really good at that, where it sort of it started out really funny and then you know the bits of drama started layering in and then you get to those big questions and like which of these murders is justified and you know because barry's experiences as you know as a marine and Mm -hmm. and like you know like what informs what and what informs his killing and and you start to get to these really meaty interesting questions about the characters but there's always things that sort of bring it back and and there's like there's levity no ho hank no ho hank is one of them <laughs> like with a bullet like it, it, you it can't not be a funny or a scene or a scene with a little bit of levity with him on screen with even like a single line of dialogue um because he's he's just ridiculous he's just a ridiculous character and i think maybe Rather, and, the, and the Chetsons in general. In general, or... yeah, a lot of their stuff is kind of like silly. But I think rather than taking little breaks for levity here and there, they got to that episode in season two and they were like, let's just go off the rails. Let's just dump it all yeah, into here. Yeah. For for like a, an episode and then we'll bring it back. And they managed to do that in like, like I said, it, it took me out of it, but it didn't take me out of it. Like... This, like you said, that, that first and last five minutes that bookend the episode are yeah. sort of like, this is meant to remind you, here's what's going on, just so you know. We're going to get a little crazy for a while, but all this is still happening. Barry's still in deep shit, and we're going to, you know, we're going to have to move forward from this. Um, But I'm reminded of, and people, I think, have made tons of references to Dexter whenever they... um whenever they bring up this show. Yeah. Uh, just because of the similarities of like this, you know, character who's like a, a killer and stuff like that. Um, Dexter, because it never, um, it, it never sort of like went out as a, a comedy uh, with dramatic elements. It was always a, a, a drama and it was always about uh, very much about a serial killer. It was sort of him. Like, I, I feel like they, took a lot of care at least in the early seasons yep to show you that this is someone who takes a lot of care as a killer who is meticulous and uh leaves no evidence behind and is very sort of you know down to the last detail what's interesting to me about barry is that goes completely out the window within i think three or four episodes (laughs) and you start to see it accelerate and accelerate and accelerate till you get to the end of season two where he's just like if you don't want the truth to come out this is one of the things like yeah i like yeah. you know like i, I do I, I do like this about the series but it's also sort of weird where it's like if you really don't want the truth to come out you're defending it that hard maybe don't go into a chechen base and kill <laughs> dozens of people yeah and you know it starts to just accelerate and, and i think that's sort of meant as a device to see like this is how angry he is yeah. about what was done to Kusino. And now we're left to sort of contend with the fact that like, is he doing this out of the goodness of his heart 
or is he doing this because he is a trained killer and this is the only way he knows how to deal with conflict like it's you know you start mm-hmm. to sort of uh you know weigh the the options of what kind of character is Barry and and I think too maybe they're they're starting to kind of lay the groundwork a little bit in that you know this is how he has expressed his anger mm-hmm. in the past and that maybe the the acting will be how he expresses his anger right, later on right. like there's definitely certain moments particularly uh when he was practicing Sally's mm-hmm. origin story there yeah. um you know where he he channeled that <clears throat> yeah. and he channeled those emotions and uh and so maybe that's kind of the groundwork yeah. where the, where they're starting to go right and of course every time he channels something awful from his past he he puts in you know he puts in this in, incredible performance yeah and um and yeah that's that's one of those things that's sort of going to i think become a through line for sure because again going back to the whole like how does you know like how does Barry approach things without killing? Mm-hmm. And how can we take the killing out of the equation yeah. as the, the, you know, as the, him as a character and the, the series progresses, a lot of that is going to be, yeah, channel it into this new thing that you've found. You know, if you want a nice quiet life as an actor, um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. And, 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 and it's an interesting choice of career, too, because, you know, being an actor is quite public. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And that question's brought up early on, too, by Fuchs. Yeah. Um, and what was cool to me is as much as I sort of um, had my uh, my reservations about uh, Sally as a character, it's not that, it, you know, you're not supposed to like a lot of the people 100 percent, like you were mm-hmm. mentioning. There's yeah. a lot of like different um there's a lot of gray areas in terms of like you know the character traits sally had a really interesting especially in the second season sort of side story where she is also contending with the truth about her in a lot of ways where it's like you know she was always lying about her past and then when she finally told the truth about it, it becomes this thing where it's powerful and it's like, oh, my, my, you know, like you went through this and you were abused and it's, you know, it's something that you should own and sort of, you know, like, you know, let other people know, other women know about it so that they, you can help people. And, and it becomes this thing where you she starts to go in a direction that me as a person watching who's just like, oh, Sally's whatever, whatever. I'm just like, you know, this is a good move for Sally. Mm-hmm. And, and because of her, the entire acting class gets this you know this big sort of like theater like showcase and it's it's really great and you to me i'm like i'm starting to see sally turn around a little bit and then you see her when she gets on stage with barry for that final sort of scene go back to her untruth go back to like the you know because she's just there's too many people and i can't reveal the truth to this many people and instead of there being consequences for it there's this scene and actually there was an inside the episode on the very last uh episode of uh on the tail end of i guess the last episode of season mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. and um barry's there with i think the producer or direct bill Hader is there with the, the yes. producer and director and they describe that scene which is it's a really great scene where you, it's sort of overhead shot you see the crowd sort of gathering around sally mm-hmm. like oh my god what a performance that was breathtaking and, it's, and rather than there being consequences for her lie She's sort of, you know, she's 
sort of rewarded. getting all this praise yes. and she's getting rewarded, which is an interesting parallel to Barry and his, you know, like the only way for me to keep up the life that I want is by lying. Yes. So yeah, there's a lot going on in this show. Definitely. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Great series. Looking forward to uh, yeah. seeing it continue. Yeah. Um, wow. So that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, that's Barry. Grab bag. Um, grab bag. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's do, let's chat about the grab bag. Uh, what do you got going on? What have you been, what have you been tuning into? Oh man. Um, so I think my first highlight, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to mention just briefly, um, is a new HBO series okay. called Euphoria. Oh, I've heard, heard about this. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really kind of interesting show. Okay. Um, I thought initially, like, considering it was very much about going to be a, a drug addict or... Yeah, you know, like, like... That I, it might be a little bit more trippy and kind of... Well, the linear. title that sort of suggests that sort of thing, yeah. But, I mean, it does have that aspect to it, mm-hmm. but in a different way. Yeah. Like, the way the story's told is very interesting. Okay. But, um... It's not so much like a a, a drug drama as mm-hmm. it is a relationship drama. Yeah, that's the sort of the what I got from it. Yeah, the and, little that I know about. And it. it's obviously focused around um, some high school students. Yeah, and uh, you know it's very much about you know being a young person in kind of this new reality, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of stuff in there about um, you know dating and and um sexting and and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and uh yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting yeah it, it looked it looked interesting i, mean, I yeah. definitely heard like a lot about it and um yeah i, I saw it sort of be it was being talked about i guess yes. yeah um what else have i been watching um how many seasons is it just one season so yes far yes yeah, okay. it, it, uh, yeah, and it's still airing. I think this episode that airs this Sunday will be the season finale. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, been watching the second season of Big Little Liars. Oh, Big Little Lies, yeah. yeah. Um, Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah, Big Little Lies. Vicky um, yes. is watching it, my wife. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's something that I've sort of, like, I've been interested in, but, like, I've, I've had, like, all these other shows the other stuff yeah that but um the cast in that is uh exceptional yes it's, absolutely it's sort and sort of like you know just sort of like seeing it uh in passing sort of you know as my wife watches i'm just like oh, it's, it's it definitely seems interesting but um, yeah. um yeah. oh and then here's 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 a good one so uh i watched the new um uh, netflix sci-fi series okay called another life Okay, yeah, I feel like I might have heard about seen, this. Seen a trailer for it? Yes, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was very um, good kind of sci-fi drama. If you're into science fiction drama, then okay. it's right up your alley. Um, I don't know if I would recommend it to anyone kind of doesn't necessarily have those interests. <laughs> they right. might find it a bit, a little too melodramatic maybe, but okay. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, involves aliens mm-hmm. and a spaceship traveling faster than light so cool you, yeah you can't can't get any better than that mm-hmm. cool um 
Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, I, I have, what have I been watching? So I haven't been watching, uh, a lot of serial stuff to, to, to be completely honest. I mean, aside from, and I don't want to say too much about it because I'm certain that we'll cover this potentially on the next episode, but stranger things season three. Yes. Um, so I watched that as I'm sure you have as well. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, that um, continues to be interesting. I definitely have some thoughts about <laughs> this third season. But I, so I, don't I feel wanna... like a lot of people have thoughts about this third season. Yeah, uh, I don't want to get too into it um, because, yeah, I think we'll Let's save it for more the than more than likely we'll discuss that at uh, the next episode. But in terms of serial content, that's about all I really watched i i did start to watch some non-serial content um off camera with sam jones i've been seeing clips of it all over youtube for the past few months and uh and then i saw that they threw it up on netflix um so that was interesting because i really like that format i think i've mentioned an affinity for things like inside the actor studio mm-hmm. on the podcast like you know years and years ago i, I used to like Anytime there was a an episode where it was like an actor or a comedian or someone that I sort of had admiration for, I would tune in. So I only started. I've seen a million clips of off camera on YouTube, and then I saw they added it to Netflix. So I just started watching the first episode, and you get you know like a forty five minute to an hour long conversation with some of these people. Right. And so I think the first one I started watching. I don't know if it was the very first episode, but it was Robert Downey Jr. So it was interesting to oh, cool. hear some more about sort of him and how he got into acting. And I, I like that it's not always actors necessarily. Like he's got an episode, I think, with Dave Grohl and he's got an episode with all sorts of people. So I'll probably just kind of tune into that periodically. Uh, it's nice to like, you know, when I am don't have like the brain capacity to commit to something serial or I have to follow a story yes. or I can just sort of put that on in the background and listen to a conversation. So I've been tuning into a little bit of that. Um, I did watch... Uh, the new season, um, a first a few episodes of the new season of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee mm-hmm. with Jerry Seinfeld. Um, there was a lot of talk about the Eddie Murphy episode because um, everyone has been wondering for years and years and years if he will ever get back to stand up. Right. And uh, he sort of made a statement in the episode where um, Jerry was just like, Do you know how angry everyone is at you mm-hmm. that you haven't put out a new stand up special and that you're not doing it? And Eddie was just like, I hear that a lot. He's like, I had a conversation with Don Rickles right before he passed away where he, he was like, why the hell aren't you doing this anymore? And he was like, I will do it. You know, I'm going to get to it. He's like, I, I, I just need to have the right material. About two days after I watched that episode, I saw Netflix and Nighty Murphy in talks for like some crazy million dollar deal for him <laughs> to do a stand up return. So I'm like, well, there you go. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, and... Uh, I also uh, checked out the Aziz Ansari's new stand-up special. Yeah, I've been wondering about that. It's worth checking out. Okay. It's very funny. It's on my list. It's very funny. Um, very Aziz. Uh, I, and the format looks really interesting, too. It doesn't it is. look, it doesn't it is look uh, interesting. You see a lot of... It's a Spike Jones directed it. You see a lot... And it's very much in his style right um and and you know a lot of that is also sort of aziz's approach to things mm-hmm. um it's stand-up comedy but i it's 90 percent of the time 
It's Aziz is sitting on a big stool in the middle of the stage and he does a lot of crowd work. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of the front rows and he's interacting with a lot of people in the front rows. Um, a lot of the shots you're sort of seeing the backstage area. Cause it's yeah. like, you see like Aziz from a side angle and you see like some people standing backstage and like curtains or whatever in the mm-hmm. background. It's really shot interestingly for a stand up special. Right. And it almost at times doesn't feel quite like a stand up special, but it's, um, it was very funny and there's some pretty poignant moments as well. He addresses um, some of the weirdness that happened right. um, with the sexual misconduct thing um, that happened with him and obviously a lot of other people uh, over the last few years. So it's worth checking out just to sort of, you know, I mean, it's a different uh, stand-up comedy experience than uh, you might be used to. Um, certainly different than his last couple. Uh, and he actually addresses that as well and talks about how the culture is changing and the things that you say, um, you know, the things that you said right. years ago are maybe not okay to say anymore and how, you know, the people that you mention might not be good people by the time <laughs> someone, you know, comes across that clip years later. It's yeah. really, so he addresses all the, the, a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. And I, it was interesting. It was an interesting watch and very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a fan of Aziz, you know, and um, yeah, I, I, I think I mentioned in a grab bag really early on in this podcast, checking out his, his first or second stand up special and enjoying it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been checking out over the last little while. Excellent. Yeah. And I think that about wraps it up. 20 episodes in. Yes. We made it. for To 20 more. To 20 more, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully in quicker more succession. Re- more regular frequency. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, guys, that's uh, that about does it for uh, Screens, and stre- Screens and Streams episode 20. Um, if you, uh, have a question or a comment, or you've got an idea for a show or movie that we should cover, you can let us know by shooting us an email at screensnstreams at gmail.com. That's screens followed by the letter N followed by streams at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is the very same. You can uh, follow us at screens and streams and let us know your thoughts on the podcast on this episode. And uh, there is a, uh, you can find the last two episodes uh, on uh, SoundCloud and wherever else you may find your podcasts, uh, thanks to the handy RSS feed. Uh, And all of the previous episodes to the last two will be in the Dropbox link that is included in the description of of each episode. And that about does it for uh, episode 20. Is there anything else that you want to say, birthday boy, before we sign off? Uh, no. Have a good one, everyone. Have a good one. And uh, we'll see you in 21. All right.